and welcome to the Smarter Sales Show. This is a special episode. You asked for it and we're discussing it. Overwhelmed by tech? I'm Julie Holmes and I've got you covered. Wondering about this new world of hybrid selling? Merit Khan's here for you. So don't touch that dial or button or whatever, you know, just, just stay tuned. We'll be back and help to tell you more. You are listening to the Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique, so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merit Khan and Julie Holmes. Welcome to the Smarter Sales Show, your weekly tech tips and technique tune-ups with a special focus on hybrid selling. The Smarter Sales Show is for you if you have to go get the work, do the work, and you just know that more is possible for you, but you're feeling a little overwhelmed and you want better ways to work. Not only do we teach you the tech and technique to sell more and stress less, but we also talk to you about strategy, structure, systems, all based on our experiences as entrepreneurs and working with entrepreneurs. I'm Merit Khan. I am the coach who works with professionals and making sure that they always know what to say in any sales situation. And I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Julie Holmes, and she's the one who knows exactly the right sales tech for any situation. Now, um, you're going to want to make sure that you're clicking on the link called Attachments. If you're listening to us on the Sales Experts channel on the Bright Talk platform, that's where we have a link for our free resources, links to connect with us on LinkedIn or to hire us for your virtual events or in-person events now, finally, um, and register for next week's show. There's also a all of that information will be attached to the show notes if you're listening to the Smarter Sales Show on your favorite podcast platform. Now, in today's episode, if you are listening to us live on the Sales Experts channel, you are going to want to go to that little button on the side of your platform that has the question mark, and that is where you can type in the question that you want us to answer on the episode, because today we're already going to be answering all of your questions, so go ahead and Type one in the chat, see if you can stump us in the moment. I dare you. We've got a lot to cover. Um, so, Julie, are you ready? Are you ready to get I'm smarter ready. in sales? I'm ready to be smarter in sales. Let's do it. <laughs> well, you know, Merritt and I had a lot of fun actually prepping for the show because we kind of went through all of our emails and we've been making little post-it notes all over the place. So we get a lot of various questions. Sometimes we get them during our show. Sometimes we get them through our website. Sometimes people email us directly or they message us on any one of the 55 billion social platforms that we're on, whether it's LinkedIn or whatever. So we went through and we kind of tried to pick out a few of the questions that that really just didn't seem to fit into kind of the four packs that we were doing, but they were recurring themes. And sometimes we hear these questions at events and when we work with our clients, and sometimes we would hear them from you, our audience. And so we thought it was worth pulling out a few of these questions and answering them, or at least discussing them. I'd love to say that everything is super clear and has an answer, but you all know that it's a pretty, uh, you know, gray world out there. So we want to make sure that we kind of discuss it. So I've picked out a couple that I thought were really hot questions that I get asked all the time. And the show's no different. I've gotten several people ask me these questions on the show. And it really comes down to, oh my gosh, you recommend tons of cool apps. I love them all, but now I'm overwhelmed and I have too many apps. What do I do now? 
That's me, by the way. <laughs> because you know, <laughs> there's an app. Own episodes. <laughs> exactly. There's an app for that. Um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. I wanted to share with you a, a strategy that you can apply in order to kind of get a handle on your tech. But the first thing I want to make sure that I share with you is that really computers and phones, because really we're just going to break this down into kind of two places, right? You have all of the tech on your computer and that could be a Mac or a PC. It doesn't matter. A laptop, a, a desktop, whatever. You've got your computer and AS400 if you're that old. Um, Commodore 64, if we want to go back in time, oh. just, just, just for the people that are, you know, our age. So anyway, so you've got all these different places where tech lives. It could be your computer. It could be your phone. So first and foremost, when it comes to getting a handle on your technology is first step is go on a mass deletion spree. Now, I, this might sound scary as your very first step, but every probably once every two weeks. Now, now keep in mind, I have over 400 apps on my phone and I have probably a couple hundred apps on my computer. I probably have about 100 installed apps on my computer. And then I probably have another 100 to 200 apps that I have that are online apps, right? So those are all my web apps and things that I access. Now, clearly you're like, oh my gosh, there's no way that she uses all of those. And you're right, I don't. So every couple of weeks I'll go through, like if I'm sitting and waiting for something, it's a great time. I go through and I pull open my phone and I go to my app listing in my phone. And if I don't recognize it at a glance by icon or name, I delete it. Hmm. So that's my very first step right? Because if I don't know what it is, chances are I'm not going to miss it. And the good news is, is particularly when you're thinking about your phone, um, you can just re-download it. Yeah. Like you can just get that back anytime. So you're fine to go ahead and delete it. If you're working on your computer, same exact thing. You can do a quick round of deletion before you even start to overthink anything, a quick round of deletion. And you will almost invariably find that you have two versions of some apps, right? You have uh, the 2019 version and the 2020 version and the 21 version. Go and delete those older versions. It's just going to make that app list look smaller. You'll also be able to look at that list and be like, oh God, yeah, I haven't used that in a really long time. Or yeah, I used to use that for doing screen recordings, but now I use Loom. Okay, well, great. Go ahead and get rid of that screen recording software if you're not using it anymore. Just take it off. Again, you can always go and get it again later. So don't sweat it. So that's the very first thing is just do a mass delete. That's going to be my new motto. Just take yeah. it off. Just, just, take, just it take it off. That's already <laughs> your motto. That's not new, Merritt. That's, that's, that's not this podcast. That's the other podcast. Sorry, wrong podcast. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So once you've done a mass delete, the next thing that you want to do is you want to do a consolidation. And a consolidation is where you go and actually kind of capture a list of all your apps and what you're doing with them. Go back to one of our very first episodes in the very first four pack we did of this year, which was kind of getting a handle on everything. And I actually provided a spreadsheet. I'll put a link to it again in, um, in the resources for this show. But basically, go and make a list of all of your apps and what you actually use them for. Because mm. you're going to find that you have multiple apps that do perform the same function. And you maybe don't want that function, or maybe you don't need two apps that do that, or five apps that do that, or 10 apps that do that. And in fact, what you'll probably find is that you gravitate toward one or two of those apps more than all the others. 
If you do that, great. Once you've gone through the consolidation step, your third step is to delete again. Keep deleting. Oh my gosh, you can always get them back. Just get rid of it. I promise. And don't worry, you will definitely find your place, find yourself in the same place I've been before, which is you'll go be like, oh my gosh, that looks like such a cool app. And you'll find out you actually used to use it. Hmm. And that's okay too, because you know what? Nobody's watching. So you're not going to be judged by that. <laughs> so that's the first kind of easy way to get a handle on all the tech is actually just to get rid of some of it. You don't need all of it. Hmm. Okay. The second question that I wanted to answer was um, actually one that Merritt had brought up some time ago and then somebody else asked it. And I thought, oh, this is clearly something that I should address. And it comes down to knowing when to swap apps. So, you know, we've just talked about decluttering and yet I'll give you another tool and you'll be like, oh my gosh, that tool is so cool. Um, I might have a tool that kind of does what this does already, but I like this one better and I can't decide if I should switch tools. Should I ditch the old tool? Should I go and get this new software? And if I do, what does that look like? And is it worth it? And oh my gosh, the list just goes on. It's hard. It's kind of like saying, I wonder if I should go get this new family. (laughs) like I've kind of got this family and I've kind of got it mostly the way I want it but this new family looks pretty shiny and you know on the outside it looks awesome and then we're into that whole kind of like family swap tv show where when you get in there it really is a bit of a shit show so so here's what I'll tell you when it comes to whether or not you should swap apps when it comes to swapping apps you have to remember that there's a cost there is a cost and that cost isn't just the financial cost. That cost is really about your time as well. So I want you to really sit down and do honestly like a cost benefit analysis. It doesn't have to be written out, but you really have to think it through and be like, oh my gosh, okay, if I was to use this new tool, it would take me X amount of time to get it installed, X amount of time to get everything moved over and set up. And it would take me X amount of time to learn and master this new tool. And for all of that investment, what am I going to get in return? Are you going to get the ability to do something you couldn't do before? Are you going to get the ability to do something a little bit easier than you could do it before? Like it's going to save you like five minutes after you've spent 50 hours setting it up. So start to really analyze what the benefit is that you're going to get from this new tool. Now, sometimes we don't have a choice and we have to swap because a tool is uh, changing ownership or because a particular app is going down a different design path and we don't want to be there or because we're, we've been told that we have to switch by our manager. Whatever the reason, when you go to make that switch, that is really the biggest question to ask yourself is why? Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? Now, generally speaking, I have a, I have a, 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 I try to consolidate as much as possible, meaning I would rather have mediocre or kind of moderately okay performance using a tool that I already use for other things rather than going and buying another tool that's just for that one function. The more tools you have, you actually have this kind of exponential loss of time that comes from having to master all those different tools. Just knowing one UI, one user interface can save you a ton of time in having to find which app you're opening and finding how you're going to use it, whatever that might be. I mean, imagine for a second, you know, you've got a phone that you take photos with, but 
you could make an argument that you could just carry a camera as well. And in fact, I could carry a camera, I could carry a day planner, I could carry, you know, uh, my own video alarm clock, (laughs) I could carry an alarm clock, but you don't, because it's all on your phone. And even though the camera on your phone isn't quite as good as bringing your own camera, having it in the same place with everything else makes it worth it. Yeah, like it's a fair exchange. Hmm. So that's kind of your test. Like make sure that it really passes this. It's worth it test. You know, like the L'Oreal commercials, you know, the old L'Oreal, I'm worth it. You have to make every app pass the I'm worth it test. I like that. That's, that is literally the uh, exact scenario I'm going through right now with the business. Like we've added some different business services, some different, like we're bringing in a whole group membership, part of the training and coaching. And, and so we didn't have that before. And now is the technology that we're using for the online course capable of doing that? Or do we want to switch to this whole new thing? And so I think there's a lot of things. Sometimes it's, you know, we have a new client, we're going to be doing something unique with that client to serve them better. And so we're out there looking for a different strategy. I know we do our free resources kits using share kits. And ever since we started doing that, I changed how I deliver some of the training and the um, resources for my clients using that tool. And then there were your, actually we started with something else and then we switched to share kits. And so it's, I think that time value analysis is a really smart way to, to look at it. Um, And yeah. Well, there are, and there are tools that you can use to kind of bring, you know, disparate apps together. Like we've talked about, about Zapier in the past or Zapier really depends on what you want to call it. Um, you know, and there's all kinds of, you know, if this, then that, and, you know, there's a lot of different tools like that. Integra math's another one, you know, all of these allow you to connect up multiple apps that don't have built-in integration. So for example, let's say you have a website where you get leads and, you know, you want those leads to automatically go into your CRM system. You might use something like a zap from Zapier in order to, you know, when somebody fills out this contact form, go create a, a lead record in Salesforce for me so that I can, you know, then circulate that lead. So there are a lot of tools that you can use for that. And maybe the last thing I'll say about managing your tech is don't be afraid to get tech that helps you manage tech. Um, You know, the more we are getting so inundated with all the apps and tools, the more important it is to have a good system for organizing them. Um, for example, I use, uh, you know, passwords is the one that used to really kill me just all the time. Passwords, you know, what, what, where do I have accounts to and where do I have passwords? And, you know, one of the answers I did for that was LastPass. You know, I'm a huge proponent of LastPass because it's got a great app for your phone and it's got a great um, Chrome plugin as well as having like a great online experience. So with all of those, you know, don't hesitate to have some kind of technology that helps you to manage it. There are a number of apps out there that help you manage your subscriptions. Um, I actually keep a list of all my subscriptions in my CRM system. I created a special listing in my CRM system where I can keep track of that, but you could use a Google sheet if you wanted to, or there are purpose-built apps where you can actually keep track of your subscriptions. So, you know, welcome to the new world order where, you know, tech is just something that you have to manage and you can totally do it. I have complete faith in you because there's an app for that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, I, I think all great tips. And I think 
you know, along those lines, you, you know, welcome to the new world order. I, this hybrid sales world that we're in is not going away. And I know that I've talked with lots of people about, you know, who are waiting, waiting it out, um, waiting to get back to normal, all of that. And, you know, I mean, come on, we're, we're more than a year past or like through this pandemic and we, it's not going back. Like nobody's going to, there won't be a day when a video meeting isn't part of your, you know, agenda, right? It's just, we're in sales and it's just another vehicle to connect with people. So one of the questions that I wanted to make sure that we talked about today is one that I'm getting from my clients, from my prospects, um, from our listeners, obviously, um, but it's really about that, you know, how do we operate in this hybrid world? And I was, I was coaching a client the other day and he was saying, you know, I'm excited to be back on the road, to be meeting with customers in person and, and doing my prospecting, you know, in between customer visits and things. And, but then I'm calling ahead and they're not open for um, salespeople to come into their building. And so I said, well, when you asked him to, you know, when you said, okay, no problem, like, why don't we go out off site and grab a cup of coffee? He was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And honestly, you know, I don't think that was genius. I don't think that that, you know, I have had genius ideas. That was not one of them. But um, what it demonstrated is, you know, I was, I kind of joked around with him and I'm like, um, you know, like, let's dust off the creativity in there. Like, We've been so tied to this is how we do our meetings now in this hype, in this virtual world, right? We're just sitting at our desks and we do put the video camera on. And we all kind of went through that learning curve. And we figured that out. And honestly, I think it's a little bit of like, let's, you know, we got to kind of get, get our groove back. You know, we got to get back into the meeting people in person and, you know, how's that handshake and do we handshake? Do we hug? Like what is going on? Right. Like, you know, we, we have to just, be able to expand our thinking and, you know, the, the idea of meeting off site, but meeting in person is not a novel idea, but it's, it's just that I think it was a good representation of, he just forgot, like he hasn't been in that situation where he had to think creatively about something like that. Yes. So, um, you know, I think the other thing is that we need to be really aware of what the intent of the communication is. So if you're looking, if the meeting is, if you're in that rapport building phase, then I'm a, I'm still a big fan of in-person meetings. There really is no substitute for breaking bread with someone, being face-to-face, being in their space. You know, you're just going to interact with somebody differently than how we interact on a screen, because on a screen, we're we're trained to consume things on a screen. And we've talked about this in previous episodes, you know, like we watch TV, we watch movies, we're, a, we're an observer versus an in-person interaction, we're engaged. And so if we imagine that your prospects, like you're creating the environment in which you want that communication to be successful, an in-person meeting, there really is no substitute still for creating that level of relationship. Um, but if you were, let's say you've got a, 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 a prospect and you've had several 
opportunities to connect with them. Now you're at the stage in the sales process where you're going over some details or you're asking some questions or you want to show them a print or something on your screen. That's perfectly fine to do as a, you don't have to like fly to their office to, to do something like that. So I think it's, you know, we have an opportunity to just think newly about how we engage in our sales process and with our prospects and clients. And I think there's just more options that we have. So it's just an opportunity to kind of look at the buffet of options and go, I'll take that one for building relationships. I'll take that kind for, you know, you know, uh, adding to the relationship. You know, I'm still going to send a handwritten card um, and I'm going to do that at different times that I'm going to send an email, right? There's, there's just different strategies. It creates a different mood and it creates a different level of relationship. So and just, yeah, possibly I imagine merit and correct me if I'm wrong, but it could be different for different prospects. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if, if for, if be, first of all, because we're still kind of like coming out of this pandemic, right? So they just... Um, announced that now certain places we can be mask free inside. And this was like big news and, and different countries are, are at a different place in this whole process, right? You're in England and I'm in America and, and, and every state in America has does something a little bit different and other countries are doing different things. So there's, and, and then you've got individual levels of comfort. And once we're fully past this pandemic, it's, it won't even, it won't be different. Everybody's, you know, we've, we still have different reasons that different types of connection points and ways that we connect with people are going to be more appropriate than others. Now, when you're in a pickle and you're really not sure, you know, my golden rule, my favorite question is, are you open to, because if you say, you know, are you open to an in-person meeting? They'll, that person will let you know, what feels right for them. Like, oh, I don't think that's necessary. And, you know, you might want to push the, you know, push into that a little bit and, and go for it. But, you know, you can't, you can't go wrong by asking somebody, are you open to finally getting together in person after all this time? Right. I, I would just say this in a hybrid world with hybrid selling, the, the number one thing to keep in mind is that sales is still and always will be about relationships, period. That will never change unless you're selling widgets for four cents less than another widget. And I don't have to, there's nothing creative. There's nothing custom. There's nothing specific. And it's a low ticket item. I'll give you a basically if you're selling food at McDonald's, right? If you're you're selling fries with that, but still you want to ask that question, would you like fries with that? You're still selling involved, but the rest of us, you know, it's relationships. It's really about relationships particularly if you're an entrepreneur or professional who's good at what they do, but you know, learning sales wasn't really your thing. Like you didn't start your own business because you loved sales, Right. You, you started your business or you operate your business because you're really good at that particular expertise. And, you know, but selling is part of it, right? That's, it doesn't matter how good you are. If the guy down the hall is better at what is better at selling than you are, then he's going to get all the business, even though you're better at what you do. It's not fair, but that's how it works. <laughs> um 
which kind of is a nice lead into the second question that um, I know both of us have gotten many, many times. Um, it's actually been uh, quite nice to get this question uh, in the context of doing this podcast together. Um, but one of the things in, in different flavors is, you know, we're interested in working with you, um, but, you know, do I really need sales training right now? Is it just coaching that I need? You know, what's the difference between training and coaching? Or do I just need an accountability partner or a mastermind? And mentor or a kickoff event or a dot, dot, dot. Right. Yeah. On and on it goes. I love the question because it, it establishes that you are in a headspace of wanting to grow it just by the virtue of, of the fact that you asked that question of, I want something you are, what, what I love about that is something is bubbling up that, you know, more is possible and you are looking for the different ways that you can get to access that even faster. So obviously I have been doing training, coaching, consulting, speaking uh, on sales for more than 20 years. I mean, maybe that, that's maybe not the obvious part, I hope, but, um, <laughs> but obviously I'm a huge fan of continuing your professional and personal development. And I think sales is one of those areas where you know, the thing is your prospects are getting savvier every day and your business, your offers, um, your products, your services, if you're smart, you're really looking and you're, you're not just responding to the marketplace needs, but you're also trying to anticipate them, which means that there are things that are constantly in motion and changing within what you bring to the world. So Having somebody ride shotgun with you like a coach or getting some training and applying a skill, the same skill that you learned when you were selling, you know, software services, you still know you still have that skill, but now you're selling professional services. And so it is a good opportunity as, as an example, you know, you might want to retrain on some of those skills. The good news is it won't take you as long to learn some a, a skill for the first time because you already kind of have it in your bones. You have an experience of something working. So you don't need to be sort of convinced that, you know, you should set a plan at the beginning of every sales conversation or set expectations. So now you're really just reapplying a skill that you had learned. And that I think is a great way to look at training and coaching. Um, yeah. So I, uh, you know, I would never tell anybody not to do training or coaching. I think the most important thing is figure out which you really need. So if you're really experienced, you've got a sales process, it's nailed down, you know exactly, you know, what you do next, then um, coaching is a great option. And a good coach, by the way, should not be somebody that expects to work with you forever. No. Um, I think a good coach, my, my philosophy on coaching is that as quickly as possible, I want to wean you off of working with me. There's always going to be somebody else that I can work with. I don't, I don't need and I don't want to work with you forever because that means I'm not really coaching you. I'm consulting you. I'm telling you what to do and you do it. But a good coach might, it's, a, it's like a little dance, right? So at first I'm going to give you the answers because 
you need to know the answer so you can have a good result. And then I'm going to ask you questions. Once I hear that you are coming up with those answers that I would have given you and you're doing that on your own, now I'm building confidence. And most importantly, you're building confidence that you really got that. Then that's when you need me less or any coach. And that's when a good professional coach would say, you know what? You have graduated, my friend. Like, yeah, I'm happy to be. Or you move on to another set of skills. Uh, yes, right. So, true. you know, it could be that you've got, you know, what, five, 10 specific skill areas. Like I love, you know, one of the things that you do, Merit, that I really appreciate kind of observing and, and getting to support you on on occasion is all of the emotional intelligence coaching that you do for mm-hmm. salespeople, especially because it's an area that I'm not an expert in. And I always gain value from that. So, you know, I love that when you do that kind of coaching, you know, you might be coaching them on five or six different aspects of emotional intelligence and helping them develop those attributes, which I think makes a big difference. So, you know, it could be that you keep working with them, but on different topics. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, absolutely. You're completely right. Like you don't want to just be stuck, you know, with basically like, you know, a, a new member of staff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think, you know, and sometimes people come into our lives and they're there for seasons, right? You know, they're, they're there to teach us a lesson or have us have an insight or something. And then we've got it and we're on to the next thing. So sometimes we need to say goodbye to certain coaches that we've worked with and look for coaches in other areas that can help us grow and develop in, in areas that we're not already, you know, rock solid. Um, so I think there's just, there's a lot that we can still do. I think, you know, the one thing I would just really encourage people to do in whatever area is, is there for you and, and something for that you're excited about growing and new expanding your knowledge is look for the right coaches, look for the right training. Um, if something really isn't the way that you like to learn, um, then on to the next thing. There are so many, especially in this hybrid world, there's different ways that we're delivering training and coaching and figure out what really works for you, the ways that you learn best. Um, And if I might, just a little plug, I do have a link to a survey that I put in the attachment section and um, the sales training company that I am uh, the CEO for. It's called Select Sales Development. We're actually, we've done a whole revamp of the way that we've trained to respond to some of the needs that we're hearing from our clients, right? So we used to only do in-person training, then we went to all virtual, and now we're doing a hybrid mix. But now there's people want community support, and they want to ask questions, not just of the coach and the expert in the room, but they want to kind of hear what other people their colleagues are doing. So we're, we're starting group memberships and I'd love to just get your take on it because we really basically just like threw up all the pixie sticks and we're kind of like putting them together in, in new ways. And um, I think it's exciting because essentially it's, it's like you really do get to select your own path. You know, I want a little bit of this, this way of training and I want a little bit, I want a little bit of DIY on-demand work. And then I want a little bit of feedback and a little bit of, you know, one-on-one. And so we're really building a whole new product program. It's kind of exciting. I think it's great. I mean, and I think there's a, there's a lot of value to be had for organizations to think and individuals, by the way, 
if you're, if you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur and you're listening to us, yay, because we get you, but <laughs> also like you have to invest in yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, it's normal for us to kind of rely on our companies to, to put us into those programs and stuff. But I would encourage you to really like, you know, this is probably the skill that most entrepreneurs suffer for. And it's, you know, not having enough confidence and capability in the sales process. So that's where you should be investing your time. I promise you're good enough at delivering. Yeah. But you got to sell it. Yeah. And you know what I did this uh, past weekend, Julie? I actually enrolled in someone else's course. Yeah. To get some coaching uh, in an area where I was, I'm not skilled and I do want to develop. And, um, and it was really interesting to me because I, I particularly picked that one because the price points that we're going to be offering for our courses, I wanted to make sure that I had it in my body that I said, yes. And then I observed, I observed my buyer's remorse. I observed all of that. And then I was like, how I talked myself back into it. Like, no, 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 Merritt, you did a good thing. This is going to be the right thing for you. But it really, um, just, I think how we buy impacts how we sell. So, you know, if you're out there and you're thinking like you want to get a jump start on your sales, like go out and go out and buy something, right? Go out and put you put yourself in that situation that you want other people to be in with your offers. It, it there's some psychology to it. It makes a difference. Anyway, I could talk your ear off about that, but we are going to do some very special things this summer coming up. Yeah, hard at work. Do you want to do you want to share a little bit about that or tease them? Well, we're, we're, I think, you know, I think what we're going to do is we're doing a fun thing called summer shorts and uh, shorts for summer. Right. And, uh, and you don't have to shave your legs or anything. So <laughs> the good news is, is you can just kick back and relax. Um, we're going to give you more details about it on next week's episode. So we're going to be starting that in June. Um, and, uh, and that's from you. So thank you for the suggestion and for, um, for all of your great ideas. We love, love interacting with, um, with the people that are listening like you. So thank you for all of that. We're awfully grateful that you're here. And in fact, while you're here, now's a good time. If you haven't already gone and subscribed, we know some of you have, and we're, thank you for that. Um, and of course, if you know people that, you know, you think could benefit from a few quick tips and tricks about how to sell smarter and do uh, stress less, then by all means, you want to give them a link to this episode or any of our episodes. So make sure that you subscribe, send us a note, let us know what you love or what you would like to hear more of, and we'll make sure that we serve you well. Absolutely. Well, um, I think that's a wrap. If uh, you want to shoot us an email, we're hello at the smarter sales um, Reach out to us on of course, like there's coaching and training and all kinds of things that Merritt and I can do for you. So that's <laughs> absolutely easy absolutely. question to answer. Absolutely. So if there's anything that we can help you with, we're here for you. That's what we do. So uh, I'm anyway. Julie, thank you so much for tuning into the Smarter Sales Show. And I'm Merritt Kahn. We'll see you next time. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com.